Bwyrda, good morning, a very warm welcome to morning worship in the parish of Castlwchwr and Gosainen. This morning is Creation Sunday and we're filming here in St Catherine's Church in Gosainen. Do remember that in-person services are now taking place and we would love to see you either at 10 or 3 on a Sunday or during one of our midweek services. All of the details are on our website. Otherwise, if you don't yet feel able, it's so good to have your company online. Diol Chamamino, thanks for being with us. As we begin to worship today on Creation Sunday, remembering a God who is sovereign over all and all the beauties of his creation, let me pray for us the special prayer of the church, the collect. Almighty God, you created the heavens and the earth, and you made us in your own image. Teach us to discern your hand in all your works and your likeness in all your children. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
Our Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel according to St Luke, chapter 8, verses 22 to 25. One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our great Redeemer. Amen. As a child, one of the things that I loved to do was watch old television classics with my grandfather. One of my absolute favourites was Dad's Army, a, a classic comedy set in wartime chaos as people tried to make sense of what was going on around them. And perhaps one of the most resounding, famous lines from that series was the, the words of Jones. Don't panic, Mr Mannering, don't panic. When we panic, we stop trusting that God is at work among us and in a particular situation. But God is always present, no matter what the storm, and he is always one step ahead of us at work. And this is something that the panic-stricken disciples have to begin to grapple with and to learn as they're caught up in a storm on the Sea of Galilee. In the Bible, a, a storm on the sea is often thought to be a sign of chaos or disorder, threatening God's purposes. The people of Israel talk about God as a God who stills the storms on the sea, calms the waves, bringing peace back into chaos and disorder. And in today's passage, the disciples begin to think about Jesus in the same way. This terrifying natural disorder is calmed, it's stilled, the storms are tamed and life is brought back to peace again. And in his wider ministry, Jesus not only calms storms on the sea, but he calms storms in the lives of so many people too, as he heals them and as he delivers them from evil. Now I've been to Lake Galilee, it's an incredible place. The lake is quite low-lying and it's surrounded by beautiful mountains. And it's very common for the winds to pick up there and for storms on the water to happen quite regularly. The day I went, it was still, it was tranquil and beautiful. But our experienced guides told us that storms were still very common. The disciples in today's passage, they were fishermen. 
They were used to the complications of climate. They understood how the lake and its waters worked. And yet, we're told that they were terrified. So this storm is no ordinary storm. It's a storm of epic proportion. It's frightening. It's the kind of episode that no doubt would have had a red weather warning. The kind of weather warning that would have threatened danger or loss of life. When the storm came, we're told that the disciples were in great danger and they were afraid. And even though they were afraid, they knew what they needed to do. They knew who they needed to turn to. And so they cry out to Jesus. They plead with him to wake up. Jesus, Master, Master, we're going to drown. Jesus, of course, awakens from his sleep. He rebukes the storm. It subsides and all is calm once again. I wonder how you would have reacted if you were in that position, if Jesus had stilled a storm in your presence. I think if I were there, it would have been gobsmacking. I think I would have needed to pick up my jaw from the floor because it would no doubt have dropped. Jesus' authority over the natural order of creation prompts the disciples to ask a question about his identity. Who is this Jesus that even the waters of the deep, even the storms, pay heed to his words? And there's a hint here that the authority that Jesus exercises as he stills the storm, it comes from his perfect trust in God. As the disciples are running around panicking, Jesus is asleep. He's very peaceful. And then suddenly he wakes up and he acts powerfully. The childlike trust that Jesus has in God enables God to work through him. It might seem impractical. It may seem even foolish. But it's that trust that enables Jesus to be a channel for God in the world. Now, before we jump on the disciples and begin to criticise them, I think if we were absolutely honest, if we were there in the boat, we would more than likely have done exactly what the disciples did. We would have panicked. And of course, I think it's much easier for Jesus because in many ways, he enjoyed this intimate, close relationship with God. He was the Son of God. Jesus gets up. He rebukes the wind and the raging waters, the storm subsides, and everything is once again calm. And he says to the disciples, where is your faith? Did you not trust me? And I think it would be easy to jump to conclusions and think that this is Jesus rebuking the disciples. But I don't see it like that. I see it as more of an encouragement. It's Jesus reminding the disciples that they'd learned so much about him already. They'd recognised his identity. They'd seen his miracles. They'd seen him healing the sick, bringing sight to the blind, unstopping the years of the deaf. And yet, stricken by panic, 
in the middle of the world's storms. It's so easy to forget those things, isn't it? These disciples had left everything to follow Jesus. For some time, they'd listened to Jesus' teaching. They'd seen him act powerfully. They'd seen him heal the sick. They'd acknowledged him as their Lord and their Master. But the storm on the Sea of Galilee seems to blow everything away. It seems as if they forget everything because they're stricken by panic and fear. This isn't the first time that the disciples seem to forget what Jesus had been teaching them. There's a number of times when Jesus rebukes them and he lovingly perseveres with them because he wants them to continue the mission that he's begun to entrust them. The answer here is simple. Although if I'm honest, it's sometimes really hard to put into practice. I found that continuing to trust in the middle of struggles is something that we have to keep relearning. In the middle of our fears, to keep trusting Jesus, to keep putting our confidence in him, to go to Jesus, to ask for help, to look for him in action in the middle of storms. I know that when I find myself in the middle of challenging times, in the middle of life storms, they tend to consume all of my headspace. I find it difficult to think about anything else. I find it hard even to see the blessings in my life and to give thanks for everything that's good. It is really difficult. But in truth, worrying doesn't change anything, does it? So perhaps today, you have your own struggles. Perhaps you're in the middle of your own storm. And you need to take a leaf out of the disciples' book. You need to cry out to Jesus to acknowledge that you need Jesus' help. That above everything, he's the one to turn to. Not to the television. Not to the agony aunt. Not even to friends or to family. By all means, chat with them. Discuss your problems and your challenges with them. But having done that, do you involve Jesus in the storms of your life? Do you invite him in? Do you recognise that he can make a difference and that he is always at work? Jesus is always at work, even if what he's doing isn't always what we'd expect him to do. Sometimes Jesus calms the storm, just like he did for the disciples in the Gospel reading today. Other times, he allows the storm to rage, but he calms us as we journey through it. The God we see in Jesus is the great stiller of storms. God wills harmony for every single one of us, for the world, for our hearts. 
But storms rage on. They rage on around us and within us. Storms in our own life can so easily undermine our trust in in God as we panic, just like the disciples did. But the disciples are rebuked for their lack of faith, not for calling out in genuine need and because they were afraid. So when our lives are in danger, when we seem to be in the middle of a storm, fumbling around in chaos, suffering in various kinds, it's far worse to turn away from God in bitter silence than it is to cry out to God in fear, even if that's mingled with anger. We We may know when we do that, the lessening of our storms, that all the storms may continue. And as they continue, they may beckon us in to a deeper relationship with God, into a deeper relationship of trusting with the Father, just like we see in Jesus, who in this storm, simply sleeps peacefully. He trusts the Father, knowing that there's a good possibility that yet more storms are to come. And so as we look beyond our own lives at the storms in God's world, it helps us to remember that in the Bible, the events such as the one that we see today are not often called miracles, but they're called signs. And a sign is something that points beyond itself to something far greater and far better. When Jesus healed, when he fed the hungry crowds, when he calmed the storm, all those were things that pointed to something greater and better, a foretaste of God's kingdom of love, of justice and peace. So in our daily praying for the coming of the kingdom, there is both pain and there's confidence. Pain because the world and its storms continue to be complex. But confidence because in Jesus, God has stilled the storms and his hand is at work in the world. And sharing in the prayer of Jesus naturally means sharing in the stilling of the storms in our world. As we grow in a deeper knowledge of him, we allow our hands and feet to do his work so that we, you and I, bring hope to the world. Amen.
So let's pray. Gwethion. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your promise that wherever two and three are gathered together, you would be there among them. So as we gather in your presence, help us to remember that you are a good God, a loving God whose promises are true, and we build our lives on those promises. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for your church, your family throughout the world, and for your people bound together with a common purpose of loving and serving you. Father, closer to home, we pray for the church in Wales, for our Diocese of Swansea and Brecon, and for John, our Bishop. Please would you bless him in his new ministry among us. We pray for our own parish of Casluchur and Gosainen, for the worshipping communities here in Gosainen and in Lecha. And we pray for the family of churches, the ministry area of Tluchur, to which we belong in this area. Please enable us, Lord, and empower us to be your hands and feet in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. On this Creation Sunday, we pray for our world, thanking you for all its goodness and the many blessings that it brings. Thank you for good food to eat. Heavenly Father, we pray for world leaders, that they would be given wisdom and insight to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with you. We pray for parts of our world where there is crisis, whether that be political or humanitarian. Especially today we pray for the situation in Ukraine and we pray for peace between them and Russia. Heavenly Father, we pray for your peace that is stronger and better than anything we could ever begin to imagine. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray today for our communities and particularly for those who are struggling in any way. Lord, help us to serve you by serving them. May our words and ways of love bring comfort, bring peace and encouragement. We pray for the elderly, for the sick and for the disabled, for the dying and for the grieving, for those in any kind of need, and for those who have asked for our prayers and those whose needs are known only to you, Father God. Please would you bring comfort, bring peace and hope to their lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, finally we pray for ourselves. Thank you that we need do nothing for you to love us. Thank you that that is a free gift of grace. And so we pray, accept us as we are, but help to shape what we will be so that our lives well lived out might tell the story of your goodness, that good news which is at the heart of the gospel. We know, Father God, that the free gift of your love comes at great cost, because Jesus, your Son, in love for us, walked the way to Calvary, the way of the cross, and he died for us so that rebellious children might be reunited with a generous and loving God. As we ponder the depths of that love, may it change, it change us, may it transform us, and may others, because of our lives well lived out, tumble into your kingdom and come to know you more. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us once again. As our service ends, remember that our lives of worship begin. So we are here for you. If there's anything that we can do during the week to help or to support you, please be in touch because we would absolutely love to hear from you. But now, as another week begins then, let me pray for God's blessing upon you, your family and all who you love. Tang never do, or Hunsi do clow pob deas, a gadwar calone a medallion with bodeth a haria do, I vabiasi Christin Hargluith. A bendith do, Hotathiog, a tad, a ma bar a spridlan, a vonich pleath, a cadrigo gadachim mustard. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you 
and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.